Hello and welcome to the Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We're obviously right here on Anchor. You can check us all out there. Uh, I know that we've been covering Draymond Green trying to get to a second uh, podium for the gold medal. Um, I know playing France in the gold medal game. We're going to put that on hold today because we've got a special guest we're going to introduce in a minute. We're going to talk about Bill Beekman and uh, the resignation of Michigan State's athletic director. But joining me now, former Michigan State defensive end, former Michigan State fullback, and we're going to cut him a little bit of slack, even though he's also a former Napoleon Pirate. <laughs> it's uh, Todd Anderson. Todd, hey, thanks for coming on again, man. We appreciate it. Hey, man, thanks for having me. All right, so I'm, g- I'm going to um, go off topic here a little bit, just because I feel like this is a little bit more uh, timely. Obviously, uh, basketball and football are two sports that people, you know, they got a general understanding of, they got a good grasp of. And so they're able to understand what's going on right? a little bit more in depth, you know, no matter who you watch it with. Right. What's it like watching sports that you don't necessarily have that near year-round access to, such as, uh, let's just say, for your case, swimming with somebody who's <laughs> been on an Olympic podium three times? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little bit different experience. It's funny because, like, you know, a lot of some of the girls have been were in our wedding uh, one of the announcers was in our wedding, so it's like... Was it's it like, Rowdy? No, not Rowdy. The other one, <laughs> Elizabeth Beisel. No, definitely not Rowdy. But, uh, you know, Allison Schmidt was in our wedding, and, um, you know, it's cool because, like, Katie Ledecky looked up to my wife when she was swimming, like, growing up. So it's it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, I've watched swimming my whole life just, like, I loved watching the Olympics, and I get a whole new perspective. But it's not nearly as glamorous as it seems on TV from what my wife says. <laughs> Does she keep the medals out, like, just displayed publicly at your house? Uh, she didn't for a while, but then, um, you know, she wrote their, her book, had a lot of closure on some things that happened, and now we have, like, a uh, little hanging thing, little display for them, yeah. We got a Big Ten championship ring there, right? Uh, you know, it looks more like a shrine for her right now. We haven't figured out <laughs> how to uh, – we just moved, so we haven't figured out how to establish the – the rings are a little tougher to display, you know? <laughs> But jerseys, we can do jerseys. Okay. <laughs> uh, look, so, uh, you know, I talked about this a little bit in the intro. Um, Bill Beekman resigning today. Uh, this was kind of rumor. I think I heard about it like three weeks ago that this was something that was going to happen. What do you make of the resignation and, I mean, ultimately how he did, given the unusual, I guess we'll call them, circumstances? Yeah, I mean – I think that he's put in a tough spot to begin with. You know, it's probably the hardest year you could be an AD in general, and let alone like the coaching. think we may have lost Todd for a second. We'll see if he's able to get back in and join right now. Yeah, I got you now. Okay, sorry. My phone just uh, – I had to keep the app open. But um, so I would say, you know, with, with him, it's like he brings a lot of value. But I think anyone would have a hard time, even in seasoned AD. And I think the other thing is, like, 
with Coach Tucker's vision after talking to him, I mean, he is aggressive at what he wants to do at Michigan State. So I think finding somebody that matches that aggression and that Coach Tucker has is going to be important. We already know Coach Izzo has a has a huge vision and has done amazing things. But you know, the as, as he says, he's pretty relentless in raising money and, and his plans. So I think getting somebody that kind of matches that intensity level would be good. And I mean, obviously, you talked about it was a difficult uh, situation and everything else, but also trying to replace someone who was as good as he was in a guy like Mark Hollis. Right. Yeah. Just that much more pressure. Okay. So, Spartan Dog Con. Right. Um, obviously, one of those aggressive moves by Mel Tucker. Um, you know, right. we as fans, we've seen it as like a get together and a recruiting event. But take us through exactly what that was, how it came to be. Um, we know Darian Harris was behind it, but yeah, I mean, he's doing a crazy good job. I mean, the guy's what 28, 27, maybe 28, and you know, he's getting in front of people's recruits speaking. I mean, you would think he was the AD the way he coordinates things and just has his hand in everything in the, in the program. So I mean, I was super impressed because Darian was a, a freshman when I met him, you know, when, and I was a senior. And, like, you know, the things he's doing, I think he'll be an AD before you know it. So he's killing it. But um, huge asset. But as far as the um, the event goes, you know, I think that Darian put it in Coach Tucker's ear. I think one of the things some of the guys before Coach D – uh, had like they didn't feel like they were complete, not like they weren't welcome, but there wasn't like things were done to make them feel welcome right out of the gate. So I think that's something Coach Tucker really wanted to make a point of. And I was, you know, I, I was Coach D's first year, so I only experienced that staff. And one of the cool parts was going back, and the staff was the, pretty much the exact same every time I went back. So, you know, this is the first time going back for me that I didn't really know the staff. and he did an awesome job of making ex players feel welcome. And I think that will kind of create, you know, people want to give back and put more back into the program because he's, he's opening the doors up. And, you know, he even said like, this is your building. You notice you didn't have to, un- you didn't have to have any access codes. It's just open up to you. Whenever you want to come, come, come to practice, do whatever you want. We want you on the program. So I think it's really cool that he's trying to connect with the ex players like that. What's different in the way that he does it? Because I know D'Antonio, also said publicly um, that there's an open door policy. And I know that uh, Tucker, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, the way you just described it um, also carried that same sentiment and it sounds like been some a little bit. Yeah, I think it, you know, I think for Coach D, it's so tough because it was such a different situation he was walking into. You know, he was walking into a pretty bad situation when it came to, the football program, I think there were a lot of bad attitudes. Like when I first got there, he kind of had to lay the lumber down and almost like, I want to say create a bubble, but I think it helped being like you wanted to start fresh, right? So you almost had to not separate the team, but I think he, he, he definitely like changed the tone of the program. And I think maybe in doing so, his main objective wasn't to necessarily connect in the past. So I think Coach Tucker recognized that. He saw he had an open-door policy, but he kind of wanted to take it one step further, like you said, and make sure that was a priority right out of the gate so those guys felt comfortable. And, and the other thing is I think it's just personality types. You know, Coach D isn't the most social, outgoing guy. So that's right. a challenge for him too. Like having a, a party at his house, like that's 
not his wheelhouse. Whereas Coach Tucker, you know, Coach Tucker's a social guy. He likes to have people over gatherings. Like that's part of his recruiting. And uh, I think it just, it's a reflection of personality too. So I think it just comes more naturally to Coach Tucker. How many dogs fit in that house? Man, I mean, uh, I think we had, I mean, it was, it was pretty packed. I mean, we had, ten, uh, I think a hundred guys there at least. And, uh, but he has like a half basketball court type garage thing. It's really cool indoor and he has it decked out and all Michigan state stuff. And, you know, they'll do, they'll have parents over there of recruits and stuff to, to kind of have like a personal connection and a DJ and all that stuff. So it's pretty cool what he's doing from a recruiting sense. Yeah, he's uh, definitely that, – that's one of the things that I've noticed. Well, you know, D'Antonio's success can't really be questioned. You look at the differences in their demeanors and things of that nature. I know D'Antonio has some swag that I don't think a lot of people on the outside <laughs> recognize. Yeah. But Coach Tucker's got it just off. Just – he's flaunting yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I think that – I think that – like I said, it kind of evolves with the era, you know, coach D social media was just kind of taken off and now coach Tucker can kind of embrace it. He has kids in high school. And um, yeah, I think that's, it, it's pretty cool what he's doing because I will say he seems super laid back in the media. And this is the first time I got to spend, you know, I spent quite some time with him, like one-on-one in his, his office. And I mean, he's an intense guy. So like, even though he, his delivery can be, a little bit laid back and you might think he's pretty relaxed. I mean, he's trying to do big things. He's trying to take over the big 10. He's as intense as they come. Um, so behind closed doors, I mean, just his excitement and aggression and like the, the energy he brought, it got me excited. It made me feel good about where we were going. Yeah. I, I saw um, a clip. Uh, it didn't really, you know, delve into much detail um, where you were speaking uh were you speaking to like a group of recruits and what were you speaking about? Yeah. So they had some of us come up there and we did a, like a player's panel with the recruits. So like all the, all the coaches left the room and um, just the parents and the recruits stayed back so that, you know, they could kind of fire real questions at us. So like, you know, stuff that, you know, we wasn't filtered and we just gave them the real answer about coming to Michigan state. And we talked about kind of what it was like to be, be a Spartan and what was important to us. And um, it was a pretty cool because I think the guards came down a little bit without the coaches being in the room. The kids could ask stuff that they didn't feel judged asking or whatever. And I think it was yes. a, a, another good, you know, just a good way to connect on a, on a relatable level. Um, so we kind of talked about, you know, the swagger level of coach Tucker and yeah of that nature as and was this your first time meeting him i so i did a sleep seminar for them last year on zoom so yeah in person it was my first time meeting him what are some of the like besides the swagger and the you know open intensity um on tucker as opposed to more like close and style from d'antonio like what are some of the differences and similarities from a football perspective? Yeah, I think like their mentality, from a football perspective, I think their mentality, you know, it's very similar. You know, they're cut from the same cloth, right? Like, you know, look at the coaching pedigree. They're, they've been a lot of the same places, a lot of the same philosophies. So, like, Both they're going to hit you. Yeah, they're, they're going to hit you in the mouth. Like, 
they're going to come after you. They're going to pressure you like very similar philosophies. You know, they're going to, they're going to put people on islands. They're going to run cover one and they're going to, you know, make you throw it over their heads. So I think that like he brings that same, like smash you in the face mentality Michigan State's had and kind of like the intensity there. Um, differences. I mean, I think, I think we're evolving. I think our offense is evolving. I think our defense is evolving. Um, but you know, I think people to put too much stock into that sometimes, you know, at the end, everyone's running the same place a lot of times on offense and, you know, you, you gotta be able to make a play. So, um, as much as I'm excited about your coaching, you know, like some of the schemes that you still got to have players to make plays. Yeah. And, uh, Mel Tucker, obviously, with the Spartan Dog Con, looking to get some of those players uh, doing it. Yeah. Well, what do you think of his recruiting? I mean, obviously, you know, he just bombarded the transfer portal, and he's got he's improved the depth at Michigan State, no doubt. Um, yeah. Because uh, I, I think most of the starters are still going to be guys under D'Antonio outside of maybe what, Walker, Horst, and Crouch, right. I think, are the three guys who we had. And then uh, maybe Cam Allen coming in at tight end. But what what do you make of how he's addressed this and how much of a roster overturn there has been considering the fact, like, as even though Michigan State wasn't living up to the expectation that D'Antonio set, you know, they were still hanging around above 500. Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, I'm surprised at some of the turnover, but I think after seeing how Coach Sugger's going to run things, it, you know, it makes sense. It's kind of like, you know, he's a very unbiased guy from the sound of it. I think if, if, if this isn't a place for you, if you're not going to be on the field, like, then he, I think he's going to be pretty open and honest about where your talent level is and where he sees your future going. So, yeah, I don't, th- I think he looks at it almost as like an NFL GM in a sense of like, look, we're going to get the best guys we can on the field and, and we're going to, we're going to feel the best, the best field we can, whatever means necessary to get the best guys in here. So I think that's like, you know, I almost look at the transfer portal, like a free agency, just being super aggressive as a GM. And I think that's a, I mean, I think that's how you got to look at things now, you know, it's such a business and, um, in the situation we're in from a talent perspective, I think that's the the best way to salvage it right now. Because I think, you know, this recruiting stuff, he's doing an amazing job. It's going to pay off. You know, we're going to land more four-star recruits than we have in the last, what, five years combined. Um, so I think from that perspective, sorry, I got a train coming. From that perspective, it's just the long game because with COVID, you know, it's basically been a wash for almost two years. Yeah, well, did did you have any uh, preconceived notions, any doubts um, just after how uh, last season ended and then going in and meeting him, if that changed at all now that you uh, yeah. finally got to shake his hand? I mean, listen, I was, I'm always obviously going to be biased to Coach D and, and our staff and our scheme, but – and I was concerned, you know, I didn't, I didn't know coach Tucker. I honestly didn't probably read into his background enough. So yeah, I definitely have concern. I had concerns and after meeting him.
getting picked off Todd Anderson. Uh, can't hear him right. right. No, I got you now. My screen keeps shutting off and then the uh, mic stops. But no, I was really excited. I got to meet him. And my opinion has been solidified as him, him just being the right guy and the, the aggression that we need because to take us to a top 10 consistent program every year, like you're, we're still going to need big changes and, you know, raising money, fundraising, building new facilities, stadium upgrades, all that stuff. And, and he's the guy that knows how to get it done. Yeah, that, that's good to hear. Cause look, I'm, I mean, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. I'll be 100% candid. Um, me and Jeremy, we've not been, yeah, you kind of talk around the show. We've had, some. um, uh, differences of opinions with certain things um, and I mean, obviously you know if if anyone's listened to the show you've heard our opinion on it and it's nice to see that you know I mean even you had a couple doubts but then you know just meeting him and seeing what he's doing and being up close and personal and back intimate with the program so to speak uh, that you know you were able to have a change of heart something like that to an yeah, extent I just had a lot of, I would say, like, I was, I'm obviously concerned we're not winning games, right? Like, right. we did not do have a good season. And I would just say I had so many question marks. So I, t- I tend to, you know, be optimistic about a lot of things. But, um, you know, as far as the program goes, I try to keep a positive attitude and kind right. of be optimistic. And I had a lot of question marks. And, yeah, like, listening to their staff. The other cool thing they did is they ran us through their philosophies, offense, defense, special teams, so all the ex-players. Kind of knew what to look for on Saturdays. Okay. And, uh, yeah, even from a schematic standpoint, I feel great. And but again, Coach Tucker like blew me away with just his plans for the future. And I think he understands like the massive changes that have to happen. And he's already like making the networks and connecting people to make those things happen. So his vision is probably bigger than anybody realizes, and his aggression matches the task at hand. That that's awesome to hear. Um, like, like, and I, I get why people have doubts because I did not when I, when you watch him at a press conference, you wouldn't necessarily take that away. He, yeah, he. I mean, he. Like I said, he he seems a little bit like Antonio, where he's. I feel like he's still holding a little bit. Oh yeah, for sure. In intensity. Yeah. So I don't mean like yelling intensity. I mean more from a action, like actionable intensity, like taking using every minute possible for recruiting, raising money, meeting people, boosters, you know, recruiting. It's just like he's just relentless and just kind of attacks those things as opposed to, you know, being reactive and, and fixing it when something comes up. Are you there? Oh, you back? Oh, I lost you for a second. Second. But, uh, yeah, two hand over horn comments. Appreciate having you on. <laughs> what was that? I said from two hand over horn comments, we really appreciate, you know, oh. everything you do uh, coming on our show from time to time and, uh, we look forward to the next time we have an opportunity to talk. 
so we can all get along. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it obviously, you know, the efficiency kind of lost it off. I, I, I do have one quick question about our high school, so. Okay. All right. Now that Chad Mortimer retired, do you think Napoleon could actually win the basketball game? I don't know, man. You guys have a mental edge on us for sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit that. We could not make it happen. <laughs> but I don't know. We, I mean, we had that streak against you guys in football for like 18 years, though, so I'll just hold on to that. Okay, to be fair, everybody had that streak against us in football, so. Well, you know, whatever. We'll take it. <laughs> well, looked out again, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming out. Uh, everybody else will be uh, talking Team USA versus France in the Olympics. So again, thank you, Todd Anderson, for coming on. I'm Tyler Hayward. This is the Trouble with the Snap podcast.